Hi, welcome to the High Lady Book Club. My name is Jessie, and I love podcast discussions and deep dives. And I'm Katie, and I love all things Sarah J. Mass and outlandish theories. So we combine those loves into a weekly Sarah J. Mass discussion podcast. We'll be reading along to her books. We're diving into Crescent City first, and class is starting now. This is the English class you don't want to spark note. Welcome back to the High Lady Book Club. We're a podcast where we read along to Crescent City, House of Earth and Blood. We recap the chapters and then go down all kinds of rabbit hole theories. So if you are a fellow book nerd like us, welcome. Yes, we're so glad to have fellow book nerds. Um, We're nearing the end of the book. And this is the point in every Sarah J. Mass book where shit starts to hit the fan. Um, everything starts happening all at once. So read up to at least chapter 67, if you can even put the book down at this point. Um, and then join us for our recap and discussion. Yeah, so let's jump right in. Yes. We are starting with chapter 58. Bryce and Hunt are at the meat market trying to figure out some more information about synth. Hunt is all broody because Bryce is missing the medwitch appointment for her leg. He's annoyed. Of course, Bryce like doesn't care. Um, <laughs> Hunt buys a luck charm for uh, Bryce while they're there. It's a luck charm for Joy, a white opal as a gift for Bryce. And it seems like his attempt at flirting, which is kind of <laughs> cute. Yeah, that was cute. They approach this young woman at a stand to try and ask about synth again when she is like, um, we're all on a group text, like all the vendors in this neighborhood. And I know that you guys are about to ask me about drugs. Um, the Viper Queen doesn't allow that shit here. So you can go check with the Mer people. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that, I know. I that love cracked that. me up. Yeah, she was just like, um, yeah, I heard that like two weirdos were going to come and start asking you about drugs. Yeah, we don't have any of that. <laughs> but they do kind of follow her tip there and they send a message to Therian um, with one of the cute little otters and he mm-hmm. appears at the dock and Therian actually reveals that Danico is involved with Synth. And that she was spotted doing a deal on a boat on the Eastros the day before her death. Yeah, that's pretty crazy information. Yeah, we're learning um, a lot. Really wondering what is going on here. Um, Therian also says he doesn't know if Danica was selling it or buying it. But right before Synth started appearing on the streets, she was spotted on that ox boat in the dead of the night. And a crate of synth was on board. Mm-hmm. So it's painting some kind of picture, but we don't exactly know what. He also does confirm synth is synthetic magic. It started off as this aid for healing, but then someone realized in high doses it can give humans strength greater than most veneer. It is only in short bursts, but it's potent. And Therian kind of says, I'll keep you guys posted if I get any more information. Rice 
calls up Fury and asks if Danica had ever mentioned Synth to her. And Fury says that Danica might have mentioned that there was some like nasty shit being sold on the streets. And that was actually the stuff that Fury warned Bryce to stay away from that night in the club in the very beginning of the book. Yeah. Fury also reveals that Danica didn't want to mention Synth to Bryce because she didn't want Bryce getting anywhere near it or even thinking about trying it. And of course, that's like super insulting that like they would think she would be interested in it. Bryce is kind of going to everyone at this point about it. She calls Rune, asks him about Synth, and he shares that this is what the Medwitch was trying to create an antidote for with the crystallose venom and her magic. Mm-hmm. And Bryce is theorizing that maybe the formula for Synth leaked two years ago from Redner and Danica was sent out to track it down because she did work for Redner Industries. And she's thinking maybe whoever wanted to steal the synth planned to use it to repair the horn. And then Danica stole the horn, trying to get it before they could use it. And maybe they killed her for it. Yeah. So that's kind of Bryce's working theory right now, which I thought did was a good theory. Yeah, I like this theory. I think it adds up. It also is sort of Sabine's theory, or it works off of her theory where Sabine thinks she was killed because she stole the horn, and that would add up here, too. So chapter 60 starts off with Hunt saying that they should try to help the Medwitch, try to figure out an antidote for Synth, and get her more Crystallos venom. But he refuses the idea of trying to summon a Crystallos because he doesn't want, want to put Bryce at risk. Right. And Hunt also wants to go back to square one. He wants to figure out who has the horn. But in this chapter, Bryce is blowing him off. She says she has meetings for work. She keeps checking her phone. Um, And Hunt ends up following her after work. She goes to a bench at the waterfront overlooking where the sailing ritual occurs. And Mm -hmm. then Bryce actually shares that it's Danica's birthday. She would have been 25. Yeah. And she feels really upset because no one else seemed to remember it, like not Bryce's mom or Juniper or Fury, like no one texted her or reached out. Yeah, that's so sad because it's only been two years at this point. It's still pretty fresh. And I mean, it was life changing for Bryce. Yeah. And I feel like those anniversaries are always something that's going to be hard, like no matter how much time has passed. Um, Yeah. So, of course, Bryce is understandably upset about this and bryce bought chocolate croissants because they were danica's favorite um which was really sweet and sad and then hunt kind of starts sharing like about his grief when shahar died and bryce starts saying how they're mirrors of each other she never realized it before and she admits that hunt is her friend he puts up with her shit and he's the person that she doesn't need to explain herself to he like sees all the parts of her he doesn't run away from from it at all um which i thought was just like a really sweet moment i feel like it's another example of when they're really there for each other at their lowest points yeah and just have a comfortable relationship where they can you know open up and talk about this stuff um it is really sweet but of course classic sarah j mass has to ruin every sweet moment yeah um (laughs) so bryce opens up the pastry box and 
on one of the croissants is written trash. And I literally like gasped when I read it. It was just like so sad, like so cruel. And I just couldn't imagine like what a like what a gut punch that is when you were just like Ugh. I just I feel for Bryce and they kind of immediately know who did this, or at least Hunt does. He leaves. Bryce is like, what are you doing? He immediately goes, tracks down Amelie, shows up in the bar that she's at, pins her against the wall by the throat, and he basically threatens her, says, stay away from Bryce. Incredibly aggressive, but I also kind of loved it because she freaking deserved it. Yeah, she really did. He calls the pack pathetic. Um, And Ethan, just notably, Ethan is like, Amelie, what did you do? He doesn't seem involved. Yeah, he doesn't seem involved. And even he, who, you know, clearly has hatred toward Bryce, is like, wow, this crossed a line. Yeah. Um, And when Hunt returns, Bryce is like, is Amelie dead? (laughs) Like, she's like, she does not know how far he might have taken this. He's like, what like, did you do? And she's just concerned. She's like, you're going to get in so much trouble for this. That's all she's concerned about, really. Yeah, um, his safety. Yeah. Um, And Bryce gets the Medwitch's number from Rune, that mysterious Medwitch that we don't know her name, to make an appointment to get her leg checked out. Um, And she tells Hunt she knows where they can get Venom for the Medwitch's antidote. Because the venom is in her leg from the wound. So chapter 61, Bryce and Hunt go to the Medwitch's clinic. And Hunt is helping Bryce through the process of getting her wound. I should know better terms because I'm a nurse. But like <laughs> fixing her wound basically. And, um, and getting the venom out. It's, it sounds extremely painful. And while this is happening, Hunt's kind of talking her through it. He also, like, kind of reveals he was there the night Danica died, that he was the one that patched Bryce up when she was injured. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, his fault. And he clearly feels really bad and guilty. He says he was also in the interrogation room that night. And he also, like, kisses Bryce, like, kind of while this is going on. Um, and they're like having a very intimate moment, yeah. um, which I feel like could be awkward for the Medwitch, but honestly, she, <laughs> yeah, she's busy doing like, you know, she's focused on the venom and making right. her antidote. And it does seem to work. Like she's trying to stabilize her magic to create the antidote. And she does kind of mention like, you know, Bryce, if I do make the antidote when i'm finished i'll like i'll send you some of it as a reminder of your struggle because i don't think i mentioned like bryce really almost kept this wound and didn't get it seen because she it was like she couldn't move on she kind of wanted the pain and the guilt as like a reminder of missing danica and she almost felt like if she got it taken care of it would like erase what happened that night like erase danica so it's like a very emotional thing for her yeah. Chapter 62, Hunt gets a call from Micah saying that he wants to see him immediately and to bring Bryce. Sabine and Amelie are in Micah's office. Uh, and it's not good. No. 
It's horrible, actually. (laughs) It's really bad. Micah says, you know, there were cameras that caught exactly what happened in the bar. Sabine is demanding punishment. And Micah says that the typical punishment for this offense would be death. Because, like, because he's a slave. Yeah, he's a slave who attacked like a citizen. Mm hmm. But Micah goes easy on him, I guess. And his punishment is the living death, which for angels means that your their wings are cut off. Um, yeah. Yeah, it it's like pretty horrible. Awful. And it's like pretty gruesome how she describes it in the book. It was super gruesome. This is always the stuff where I'm like, this is like Game of Thrones type. Yeah. Like stuff. <laughs> it definitely made me think of that too. It's gory. It's like kind of horrible. It's like horrible to read. Bryce is sobbing. Um, he's like almost passing out from the pain. It's like blood, <laughs> blood everywhere. Um, oh my god! Also, like important that is happening. Bryce is like she's sobbing, and she says Sabine never deserved Annika. Mm-hmm. And Sabine actually reveals. She's like, you know what? I went to the Underking last winter to get answers from Danica, but he said that Danica refused, like, refused to come, refused Sabine's summon. And the Underking told Sabine that Bryce made a deal with him to trade her own spot in the Bone Quarter for Danica's safe passage. Yeah, not just the bone quarter either. Like to she basically traded her souls right to a passage on Midgard. Yeah. yeah. And this infuriated Sabine because she says that she's like Danica didn't deserve didn't deserve it. She died like a coward, and now she has to live in shame of how she died. So we kind of find out what Bryce was doing at that chapter when she wasn't at the yeah. sailing. So she stole a death mark from Jessica's gallery. Um, and that's how, part of how she made the bargain. Mm-hmm. That's how she got over to the bone quarter and got a meeting with the under king. So at the end of this um, chapter, Isaiah and Naomi are carrying Hunt home. And Bryce is like caring for him with various instructions from the med witches. In chapter 63, Bryce figures out Danica's Redner Industries um, work account password. Mm -hmm. And the password was actually the same as the meaning of the message on the leather, on Danica's leather jacket that Bryce has worn throughout the the book. It's through love all is possible. Right. And when she gets into her account, she finds a secret file with her name. It's labeled Bryce, and it has a picture of the leather jacket. And Bryce realizes that this is a clue, and there's actually a flash drive sewed into the L in love on the jacket. Yeah. I also kind of like this is just a little side note, but I love how she finds this folder. It's like hidden in a in a folder called party invites and Bryce is like Danica would never be that organized that's got to be something mysterious which is funny because it's also what Bryce does with her job applications she like hides them in like some inconspicuous folder that she has on her work computer 
Yeah, yeah, that was cute. They like it's just like they know each other so well to be like that doesn't add up, right? And so chapter sixty four opens with Bryce showing Hunt what was on the flash drive. It contained three videos from research trials of sin. The, mm-hmm. the the video that she shows Hunt is a human female being injected with sin, who then kills two veneer who are also slaves they were put into this locked room with her she ends up like killing them and then rips herself apart at the end yeah Um, and they're torn into pieces which is significant yes because this is exact this is matching up with the victim with danica with the pack with the victims that they've been seeing and bryce is thinking maybe none of this connects to the horn like maybe Someone was high on this and killed Danica in the pack. Yeah. And maybe she knew that they were coming for her when she was confiscating the synth on the ox boat. Yeah, maybe. Hun asked Bryce to send him the videos so he can send them to Vic to see what she can find out about the trials. Hunt and Bryce kind of have this nice moment where they're talking about like a possible afterward, like after all this for them like being together i mean they don't outright say it but they're like dancing around it um they start kissing and things are getting like hot and heavy and um bryce realizes during their moments that uh hunt is like in pain and like yeah not in a great state and like reopened his wound and is bleeding on the couch (laughs) Yeah, like, not good. Bryce calls a medwitch, and it just made me laugh. This medwitch comes, like, patches his wound back up, and then he and then he asks her, so when can I be sexually active again? <laughs> You're just like, you need to recover. Yeah. <laughs> um, then later this night, like, Hunt goes to bed, like, after, you know, he's all patched up, and then Bryce slips out of the apartment because she... She actually messaged her la- her old landlord because um, she wanted to go to the apartment that she lived with the Danica to see if maybe Danica left, like, more clues. So she's on her way there, and she starts to get close to the building, and, like, the building has been set on fire. Like, the residents are outside. It's, like, going up in flames. So clearly, like, someone is on to, like, Bryce's plan. Yeah. Like, what Like, so- I feel- she's getting close to what is going on. Yeah, she's getting really close. And she had just made this plan to go talk to him. So someone is, like, really following her moves. Yeah. And then she gets a text from Therian um, saying that there's a synth deal going on, like, right now, and to meet him at the Black Dock. So Chapter 65, Bryce and Therian, they're on a wave skimmer out in the water, and they're spying on this boat that's doing the deal. They see six people. They identify the Viper Queen, which I'm like, ooh, I knew she was involved somehow. And then (laughs) it looks like she's dealing synth and arguing with buyers. Bryce is, like, trying to take some photos, but she can't tell who the buyers are at first. Then she hears the Viper Queen say, I think this is the start of a beautiful friendship, don't you? The buyer doesn't reply. There's, like, a shift in the light. And then we see... Hunt's face. Yeah. Like as the buyer. Holy shit. 
Yeah. We will get into what we think about that yes. after the, just two more chapters to recap. Yeah. But yeah, so Bryce and Therian, they get on the barge to confront them. Then Micah shows up and it all seems like the Viper Queen has set them up. It's Hunt, Victoria, and Justinian also on the barge and they were trying to buy synth. They thought it would be a way that they could overthrow their masters, like basically restart the rebellion from all those 200 years ago. Mm -hmm. And Micah confirms this. He says that Hunt knew about the synth days ago and they've been looking for a way to purchase it. Bryce, of course, is crying. She's shocked. How has Hunt known for days? Hunt reveals that when he went to assassinate those drug lords uh, a few days ago, they told him about it. They told him about synth that it leaked from Red the Redner lab two years ago, and now someone has found a way to replicate it. And he does say he didn't know the truth of it or what it could do until Bryce showed him that video earlier that night. And Micah says that Danica is the reason it leaked and that she sold yeah. it. And Hunt also is, like, confirming this. Hunt is saying that Danica stole synth, she sold it, and she was actually, like, addicted to it. Right. And he also says that they believe that she took synth and killed the two CCU students the night that the horn was taken. Yeah. And Hunt also says he thinks Danica took it the night that she died. She took too much, and she ended up slaughtering the pack, and then like killed herself like how we saw in that video with the trial Mm -hmm. and also saying that it's believed that she accidentally summoned the crystallos because of that obsidian salt that's in the makeup of the sin right Um, and so hunt's known about all of this the whole at least recently and has not told bryce yeah and bryce I mean, she's in shock, but she's like, what about, like, what about the horn? And Hunt is like, Danica probably just stole it to piss off Sabine, probably sold it on the black market. It had nothing to do with any of this. Hunt makes a move toward Bryce when Fury appears, holding a gun to his head. And basically, Hunt reveals he figured all of this out like a week ago and didn't, Mm -hmm. yeah, didn't tell Bryce. And she says that she never wants to see him again. Yeah, fair enough. Like, Fury takes Bryce away. It seems like Micah is going to be, and Micah is going to be like arresting or punishing the, you know, those three angels for this, obviously. They're like planning on overthrowing him. So, plotting his death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, they'll probably, uh, sort of not going to be great. Um, Chapter 67, Rune goes to comfort Bryce. Um, and Bryce is just thinking of all that. She's like, this can't be true. Um, and the fact that Hunt basically thought of Bryce and Danica as like two drug addicts, like it, she was like, it just wasn't like it that's not us like that. How can that be true? Like she's just thinking about everything. Um and she's it's thinking about Hunt's betrayal. Yeah. And it's just like not adding up. 
Bryce doesn't believe um, Hunt about like Hunt had mentioned that he was trying to pull out of this deal, that he actually went there that night to stop Justinian and Victoria from going through with it after he learned what he saw in the video. But Bryce like doesn't believe him. She's thinking he would have said anything like to look innocent at this point because he's caught like red handed. Yeah. Um, Bryce overhears Fury telling Rune um, that Hun is in one of the holding cells under the Comidium. And then we also learn that Justinian has been punished. He's being crucified. He's still alive, but he's being killed like slowly. And Victoria has been ripped from her body and her essence has been shoved into like a glass container. And the plan is to dump her into the sea where she'll still be like have a conscience and be like aware but just to go down there and just be insane for like eternity yeah she's gonna get dumped <laughs> into something called the melano trench and in greek mythology melano was a goddess who was known as bringer of nightmares and madness so it seems kind of fitting that victoria she's a wraith she was pulled from the body put in this box and now she's just gonna her essence is just going to float there and, you know, that sounds like a nightmare and it's going to cause her to go mad. Again, more like Game of Thrones and honestly, Black Mirror, if anyone's watched that. Like, yeah. just really dark, disturbing punishments. Yeah, seriously. All right. We just, like, got an insane amount of information. So let's just take a break, a quick break, because I, like, need to talk about all of this with you. Yes. Yeah. All right. Welcome back. Um, I think we need to just talk about, first and foremost, the betrayal. What the actual hell is Hunt doing? I was in shock. Shocked. I also was in shock. And I'll be honest. So I've read this book multiple times and I have tried so many times to see if I could pick this out um, with some foreshadowing, but I honestly, there's not a ton that I can notice. So if anybody can notice, definitely leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Um, But this is what I've picked out. And it's honestly not much. There are a couple instances throughout the book where Hunt is like looking at his phone and he leaves to take a phone call and we just don't get in further information on what the call was about or anything like that. But it honestly doesn't feel suspicious even when you reread it knowing what's going to happen. And also there's a time where he's reading up on something and Bryce is asking him like, oh, what are you reading about? And he's just like, it's classified Legion business and leaves it at that. Um, and we don't get any further information. And that one felt maybe a little bit weirder, but nothing out of the realm of i don't know typical between them yeah um i would say the most foreshadowing comes in these last couple chapters in this section and the section before where he's really pushing her to not look into synth um and bryce kind of mentions that too when she's confronting him but there's a time when you know they go to the meat market which again hunt didn't want her to do um but she goes to the meat market and finds out, you know, go talk, talk to the myrrh. And before Hunt can stop her, she reaches out to Therian. So we know Hunt didn't really want her to reach out to Therian. And thank God she did, because that's how she found out um, all of this information. But so Hunt 
you know, knew that. That's a clear suggestion of it. And then he just keeps trying to guilt her into talk with your parents, which seems like a sweet moment, but actually is like him using that information to not look into synth. And, you know, he clearly was steering her away. And it's just like heartbreaking after everything Bryce has been through. I really just like, I couldn't believe it. I just felt like we knew, like, we knew Hun. Like, we had yeah. his his thoughts. We had, like, his point of view. I was just, like, ha- like I was really, honestly, just, like, in denial. I was, like, this, I was thinking, this is all a ruse. Like, this can't be true. Like, I, I was not believing it. The one thing, look, like, rereading these chapters, getting, like, ready for this episode, I did notice, again, it was, that night, like when when Bryce showed Hunt the video, he does have a thought after seeing the video, like this changes everything. Like I need to make some calls. So that was the one thing looking back, I was like, oh, now I know. Like, and it, it does seem, it does to me seem to go along with him maybe trying to put a stop to it, being like, oh, I need to like do something about this with right. this new information. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, yeah, but there's there's not a ton other than those little things. There's not a ton of foreshadowing. And like you said, we just we knew Hunt and we have his internal monologue and none of this really ever comes up. But then again, we also know kind of throughout when people have questioned him, he doesn't regret what he did at that battle. He is still you know, in support of the cause of the rebellion. He he really hasn't changed his mind on any of that. And so it's not necessarily shocking that he would be wanting to overthrow them. That's not the part that I'm shocked, upset mm-hmm. about. I am upset about not including Bryce in this because that's where I feel like, whoa, this was a blind side. You guys have been so close. Just the last chapter or the last set of chapters we read and discussed i mean he he defended her and got his wings cut off for it like clearly he does care about her why don't you just tell her all of this information that she is like dying inside to know yeah i don't know that's horrible my only thought is like was could he have been trying to protect her in a way? Because, like, it's kind of one of those things, like, if if you don't know about this, you won't get in trouble for being, like, complicit. Complicit. Right. Because I'm sure if she was trying to help them rebel, like, she would be punished to the highest degree as well. Right. So maybe that's the only thing I could see him keeping it from her to yeah. protect her. But it is, like, it, it feels, like, completely a betrayal, 100%. I was in denial, though. Yeah. And even still, okay, fine. You want to protect her, Mr. Alpha Hole, fine. But also, what? why can't you tell her what happened to Danica? Why can't you add that part in at least? Find a way, spin some way to be like, okay, I'm going to leave that all out of it. But this is what actually happened to Danica. You've known that for a week. I don't know. True. No, that is the part that's even, I probably like the most, it's like, how have you, you've known all this and Mm -hmm. you let me like walk around trying to figure out when you've known it? Like how, and you know how like important this is to her, like how, how, so getting into like, 
what he re- what he revealed about Danica. Like, what do we think about Danica actually like killing herself and the pack? Yeah. Yeah, that was an insane twist. And it just begs the question, you know, who really is Danica? Was she just some some synth addict who was doing all of this stuff because she was addicted to synth and just wanted the drug and then ended up killing the entire pack of devils? I mean, that feels so out of character to what Bryce knows Danica as. Yeah, I have to say, like, my initial reaction was, like, I just didn't really buy it. Like, I just Mm -hmm. didn't think – I was thinking, like, Micah – to me, it did kind of feel like Micah is covering, like, something up. Like, I just don't believe that Danica was a drug addict. Like, I just feel like you would – granted, like, people can hide all sorts of things, but I – I just like didn't see Bryce not knowing that with how close they were. They were roommates. How could you not know that your roommate was addicted to drugs when you're best friends? Yeah. It's so tricky too because we have learned a lot of information about Danica that Bryce did not know. So we know, you know, they're supposedly best friends, they're roommates. She had no clue that Danica even knew that Luna's horn was a thing, let alone that she stole it. Um, we had no clue that she was potentially a rebel sympathizer and even helped out Philip Briggs. And we had no clue that she knew about synth and that she participated in getting this drug. Um, Bryce had no idea she knew any of this. And so it's hard. I think I feel for Bryce being like, wow, this is a person that I have, that I have gotten to my lowest low because I, I'm missing her so much. She was my closest person in life. And I apparently I knew nothing about her. And apparently she's some, you know, drug addict who killed everybody and all my friends. Like, that's terrible. Yeah, no, you're right. You are right in the fact that we have learned a lot that Danica clearly kept from Bryce. But also I was thinking like Danica left these clues mm-hmm. for Bryce to find. So that's what also made me think like, if Danica was addicted to drugs and all these other things, like why would she be leaving these purposeful clues for Bryce? Like that's kind of where I was like, I don't like, I just don't think that that's all that this was. Yeah. That doesn't feel like something a drug addict would do. Like, Oh, just in case something happens to me, I'm going to leave these clues. So she knows what happened. Like that feels like very thought out. And a drug addict is more just like, when can I get my next hit or whatever? Right. Uh, And especially like the video showed exactly how dangerous synth was. mm -hmm. So you would think like, um, you would think Danica would be like cognizant of that and maybe be scared to take it for those reasons. Right. Exactly. And, you know, it also just feels so at odds with Danica's character. Again, even though Bryce didn't know all this stuff, she really firmly, even still now, is like holding to the idea that she knew the essence of Danica. Yeah. I just, my initial reaction was just like being in denial about all of it. I was just like, I can't believe any of this. I'm, I felt, I felt so upset by like Hunt and everything. I was like, I was like, none of this is going to be true. Hunt is not going to have done any of this. Like, I just, yeah. 
I know. All of it. I really feel for Bright. I was just really surprised to hear all of that. And I mean, again, addiction can make you do crazy things, but I'm with you and I'm with Bryce. I'm feeling like, you know, this isn't adding up. There's probably more to this story. Plus we have another couple hundred pages. So right. Like it can all end there. We know. Yeah. But taking a break from all of that betrayal and hurt and shock, there are a couple little things sprinkled in about Bryce that I think are worth noting um, that maybe are going with our theory that she has powers related to um, the Starborn Fae. So there's a, a line in the book where that says something bright sparked in her chest. That just to me is, you know, giving off this idea of magic inside of you and something bright, a star. And again, a star bloomed inside her at that kiss. A long slumbering light began to fill her chest, her veins. That's when Hunt is helping her um, get through the pain when they're getting rid of the venom and he kisses her. And again, that idea of slumbering, we see a lot in her books of like this dormant power sort of slumbering in you. So that also Mm -hmm. is making me think, okay, another point to where she could have that star power. And then again, when Bryce and Hunt are having their little moment on the couch that they should not be having because he has just been injured, it says her body exploded into glorious starlight. So it's even further a step of, hey, starlight power, anybody? I don't know. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like I've had this like theory all along that she has some star power. Like she, I just... I just know that she does. And I feel like these are all just like little foreshadowing. I think, I think you picked out like exactly what Sarah J. Mass was going for. Yeah. So we'll have to keep reading to see if we're onto something there. Yeah. Um, but I think we need to recover from this hurt and betrayal. And um, yeah, let's just take a beat. Um, and then come back and jump into our mass first discussion. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to be, after the break, we're talking about Throne of Glass and Akatar, as well as what we've read so far in Crescent City. So if you haven't read those two other series, um, join us next episode. And if you have read them, join us for our mass first discussion. All right. So now entering our mass first discussion. Yeah, let's do it. So we learned in these chapters that Bryce had tossed a death mark into the Eastros, which was payment to the Underking. And we learned that this death mark is a coin of pure iron from an ancient, long-gone kingdom across the sea. Passage for a mortal on the boat, like in the sailing that we learned about. So Mm -hmm. that was reading that. The iron, like it definitely reminded me of both the other. See, I was like, I was like, I remember something about iron and like Akatar or Throne of Glass. I was like racking my brain. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. Both series references iron. Um, in Throne of Glass, iron is something that suffocates magic. It kind of, it really dampens it. Um, it makes the, the magic wielder feel sick. Um, And we also have the Iron Teeth clans, the witch clans. 
who have iron teeth, obviously, um, and they were given that by the three-faced goddess as a way of keeping them tethered to earth and to keep their magic in check. So iron is definitely, you know, a theme in Throne of Glass, and it's something that that kind of keeps their magic in check um, or keeps them from being able to use it. And it's kind of similar to the Crystallos venom, if you will, that idea and um, the Gorsian stones that they've talked about in other chapters where it just prevents um, your magic. Um, and then in Akatar, iron is something that the humans think will protect them against the Fae and will keep them from hurting them with magic. But actually it doesn't work on the Fae in the Akatar world. Right. It was just like a myth that the humans mm -hmm. had. It didn't actually have any. Any real bearing no on anything. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I just thought that was like an interesting connection there. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. And I definitely, it makes me wonder, you know, now that we're thinking, okay, hell is probably another realm does iron mean something else in hell? Um, why does the Underking want a coin of pure iron? You know, that's kind of interesting. Um, and it is from an ancient long gone kingdom, like you said, um, across the sea. But so I'm wondering um, what that kingdom could be. If that was just in Midgard, it kind of sounds like it, if it's just across the sea. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, just an interesting little tidbit since it's appeared in other series. Yeah. And what is he going to do with this iron? Like, what is that? Yeah. I'm just wondering, what does he use yeah. that for in the, in hell or the underworld? Right. Right. Another thing that brought me back to her other series, Sarah J. Mass's other series was, when the Medwitch was extracting the venom from Bryce's wound, it totally brought me back to Tower of Dawn when Yurene mm -hmm. was working with Kaol on his injury caused by the Vogue magic. Yeah. That was that was obviously like a that was a super long process, but it was like the wound, like it it contained like part of the Vogue and it like it was something that the Yurene the healer had to like really work at and almost like fight against. Mm -hmm. And in Crescent City, the med witch told Bryce, she was like, with an injury like yours, deep and old, the venom is a kind of organism. It feeds off of you. It won't want to go easily. I shall have to use my own magic to pull it out from your body. And the venom might very well try to convince me to get you to stop through pain. It really like was paralleling Kale's journey, I felt like, because it was also super painful for him. And he had to like they both had to like really work to to cure him. Yeah. And I remember with Kale, he was kind of physically or I guess mentally battling things in his mind too. Like visions that he was seeing and he was having to fight things that the magic was causing him or the venom was causing in him. Um, and Bryce is going through just this excruciating pain and Hunt is trying to help her. It doesn't seem like she's going through any sort of mental 
battle the way Kale did. But other than that, it seems almost exactly the same. And it kind of gets me thinking about this Medwitch. And I'm wondering, you know, could she be related to um, why Yirene? I, I don't know how to say that name. Irene, Yirene, Yirene, I don't know. Um, Yirene. <laughs> Um, but could the Medwitch, because we have mysteriously not known her name this entire time, um, but she clearly, she says something like she's versed in the old practices or something like that. Could that be in a, um, alluding to um, Yurene's work? I don't, I don't know. I am curious as to who she is because it just feels so similar. Yeah, they, de they definitely reminded me of each other. Mm hmm. And again, um, jumping back into our clown car that is really full speed ahead, um, we get yet another Dusky Nails reference in Chapter 64. Hunt um, kisses her Dusky Nails. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just I'm convinced at this point that Bryce is part of the Dusk Court. Yes, I'm still on board. These dusky nails are just coming up constantly. I know. I know. Get a new color. <laughs> right. I know. I was also kind of like, wow, you, like, I think this, like, book has gone over, like, a decent amount of time. Like, have, do they just last that long? Yeah. Maybe they don't grow as fast when you're mm. half human. I don't know. I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> Maybe whatever magic spell they put on makes them stay longer too and better quality. Ooh, it could be that, that. would be. I, I, I wish, wish we could have that. I wish we had that in real life. <laughs> I know. Um, um, but kind of just going off of that um, with Bryce and the dust court. So Bryce basically gives her soul to Danica. We learned that from Sabine. Um, and, and we learn that no other quiet realms of Mildgard shall be open to Bryce. Um, and I think I'm just sitting over here wondering, is that wording specifically important? Um, because what about other realms? Would it be open to her um, if it was in a different world? Perhaps in Akatar, where she maybe is from? as the dusk court something or other. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking that too, because I'm like, okay, Midgard, but there's we know there's a bunch of other worlds and universes. So I'm thinking like, okay, maybe she closed a door in this world in Midgard, but mm -hmm. I still think that she's gonna have a way to like be at peace in some way, maybe and she died. I do think that that wording was very specific for a reason. Yeah, I think so. I'm I'm hoping for maybe Akatar world, but also I am intrigued about Hell and Adis and wondering um, mm. what their relationship could be, especially now after Hunt. I don't know. I'm like, really? Could you really be her mate if you do something this evil? I know it does. Yeah, it is leaving me wondering, maybe, like, I want it to be him, but after this, 
like how can they be end game? I don't know. Like I was trying to put myself in her shoes. I mean, not that I really want to cuz yikes. <laughs> but um right. I was just like could I trust someone again after they like blindsided me and like betrayed me so deeply? Like I I don't know. I mean, though they do have this this connection clearly. Right. They have this special bond and relationship. But like, man, um, I don't know. I like, I need to know what is going to happen. And like, I know. And if all this is true, I'm hoping somehow it's not. I know. <laughs> I know. And it also just has me thinking back to her other series. Like, okay, would Aelin be okay with this betrayal? Absolutely not. Aelin would not stand for this. This Aelin would shut that down. I really think that would have been the end of her and yeah. even Rowan. But then I think about Feyre. Um, and I'm not quite sure that she would have ended something with Reese. I think Reese could literally do anything and Feyre would be like, okay. <laughs> I mean, Whatever. if Reese was my partner, he could probably also do anything. That's but... fair. Reese is pretty <laughs> wonderful. Um, but I just think about how he withheld the information that she's literally going to die in childbirth. And Feyre got over you know, that. That know, was pretty I, terrible. Yeah, I was. That was one of the times where I was like, I don't like that. And yeah, yeah that did not sit well with me at all, I will say. Um, yeah, that would actually be one of the only times I think that I have felt not 100% on Team Reese. I am obsessed with him. He is forever my favorite. Um, but yeah, that was that was not in great taste. So they made it through. I don't know. Maybe True. Bryson... And I do think maybe from Feyre's perspective, like, maybe it'd be bad i don't know if i was told i was gonna die i'd probably be losing my shit so maybe it like yeah. kept her at peace like i kind of like True. if we did make it through and he was like you know what i thought that this might happen but i like i don't know i might be like you know what i'm alive i'm here we have our beautiful baby i'm like maybe i don't like, know yeah. i could kind of see like being like i wasn't like freaking out and maybe like losing the baby over stress or something i don't know <laughs> that's fair that's a good point and i mean maybe you can make the same argument here hunt was just trying to protect her because he knows how important danica is to her he really you know seems to think danica was just some drug addict party girl party princess and um he's just over here like all right i'm not gonna tell her because i don't want to ruin the legacy that bryce has for danica i don't want her to have to find out yet another thing danica um you know has yeah. has hid from her but i don't know i still i don't love it i feel like the difference feels like reese and farah had gone through so much together before mm -hmm. that point where like i feel like you trust like Reese was her established mate and partner and all those things where like you trust them. But right. I feel like Hunt and Bryce are still kind of on this journey. So I feel yeah. like that established level of like, you're my partner. I have this like innate trust in you. Like, I feel like it hasn't been established enough. And I feel like that's why it's kind of like hard to recover from something like this. 
Yeah, I agree. And that's a good point. And kind of thinking about it in that light too, like Reese's number one reason for not telling Feyre is truly for Feyre and the baby. Like his number one priority is Feyre and the baby. Whereas Hunt's number one priority is his freedom and, you know, overthrowing um, Micah and whatnot and not Bryce. Bryce is sort of just a casualty of that number one priority. And while I don't blame him because... I couldn't imagine not being free and how absolutely terrible that could be. So I don't blame that being his number one priority. It just is hurtful for Bryce. Yeah, I know. It did feel like a big reveal of like, oh, all this time you've had these all these ulterior motives. Right. Like, what was I in all of this? I exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. Um, but we'll have to keep reading to see what the heck happened. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for listening. If you did enjoy this episode, please like or subscribe or review or do any of the things that you would do for a podcast that you enjoy. Yeah, ne- so next re- week, if you haven't already read them, read chapters 68 to 81. Um, that's the start of part three. Um, and again, if you can stop there, good on you. If not, go ahead, finish the book and just listen to our episodes back to back to back. That's totally fine too. Um, but yeah, so thanks so much for listening and, uh, tune in next week. Yeah. See you guys next time. Thanks for attending English class today. To keep the discussion going, join us on Instagram at the High Lady Book Club. Make sure you do your homework for next week and we'll see you back here. 